know if you're listening to this on Spotify or Anchor, that was not Matt Bellamy playing Isolated System. As you can probably tell, uh, <laughs> that was me playing it. Matt Bellamy, of course, wrote this song, but you know, I just started uh, to learn it recently, so that was just my sorry attempt at playing some of it. And also, the piano is not the best, so that's why for anyone who was wondering. Welcome to the MuseCast podcast, the podcast for musers. I am your host, Anais Lucia. Um, so before we get started, um, every episode I do want to feature a cover of a Muse song. So because I don't want to just feature myself, <laughs> I just did it for the first episode. I know there are so many talented people that play Muse covers. So if you are one of those people or you know of one, um, please uh, DM me either through Instagram, Twitter, or send me an email. Uh, link should be in the show notes or in the video description if you're watching on YouTube. And please let me know about that cover because I want to feature, uh, you know, covers, but I want permission as well. I don't want to use them without permission. So yeah, and I also want to feature Muse fan art because I've seen a lot of great fan art. So if you want to follow me on Twitter or Instagram, I'm going to be sharing that there and with permission as well. If you, you know, make Muse fan art, also please let me know and I can share it. I would love to share it and just see it if I hadn't seen it before. So I started the podcast because I love Muse, obviously. I'm a huge, huge fan um, and I can talk about them forever, but I don't really have too many people that I can talk to them about because I'll meet somebody and they say they love Muse and I'll just go on and on and on about how much I love them and talk about all these different things and then, you know, find out that they're maybe not that into them. So they're like, okay, I don't want to keep talking about them forever. And I'm just like, oh, I just want to keep talking about them. Um, so I just, you know, created the podcast because I was like, you know what? With the podcast, I can talk as much as I want about the band. And hopefully there are other people who, you know, love the band as much as I do and will enjoy the conversation. I don't plan for it to be a solo podcast all the time. I would love to have some guests on in the future so you know stay tuned and you know hopefully we'll get some pretty cool guests i host another podcast called the quarantined happy hour and you can find that on youtube uh spotify and uh, anchor as well so you can listen to that one if you want and i've also hosted for the sci-fi network um, for the after buzz tv network in case you know about those, <laughs> um, you know, those different companies. So I've done a little bit of hosting, but I've always, you know, just being able to host a show about my favorite band is like a dream come true. So why not? Okay, especially right now during quarantine, you know, we have a lot of free time <laughs> on our hands. Uh, so I'll start with a little bit of uh, history of, you know, I guess my history with Muse. Uh, I first discovered them, I believe it was 2013. I, that's when uh, Absolution was released. I'm from the U.S. In case you're wondering, I'm from the U.S. So I first heard about Muse through Absolution. And the way I discovered them was, you know, I was, <laughs> this is going to age me, but <laughs> I was on Yahoo Music. Uh, I don't even know if that really exists. But back in the day, um, Yahoo, Yahoo Music had this like music video player where you can look up a band, watch a music video, and it was kind of like Pandora, but for music videos in a way, where you would play a music video, 
and then after that music video would end like if you didn't pick another one it would just randomly like play another music video from a different artist something kind of related to it so i just you know liked using it because i could discover bands that way i could just pick one that i liked and then see what else, you know i would see what else would pop up and then you know i'm watching it and one time you know all of a sudden i see the you know time is running out video and i'm just like Ooh, this looks really interesting, you know? I could kind of tell that it was not a US band. I don't know why from the look of the video, I don't know. But I was very intrigued. Um, and I went to film school, so I immediately got the Doctor Strange Love reference, and that intrigued me t more, because I was like, hmm, well, you know, what's up with these guys? And I thought the song was, you know, awesome. I still think it's awesome. And, but like, nothing really happened after that so i saw it i thought the song was awesome and then i just went about my day but then the next day i couldn't like stop thinking about it i was just like i really like that song and the video was like i like the look of it the colors i don't know i'm just like i kind of want to hear that song again and watch the video and luckily this is where <laughs> muse did a really good job uh, muse you know their name is just one one word and I'm very bad with names and stuff like that. So if it would have been a longer name, maybe something more than four letters, I might not have remembered it. Uh, but luckily, it was only four letters. So I was like, yes, I remembered Muse. So I looked up Muse again on Yahoo Music. I played the music video again. I was just like, I just kind of paid attention to it a little bit more. It was my second time watching it. And I was like, oh my god, this band's awesome. Like, I love their energy. I love the drums. Like, I love the ooh, you know? <laughs> Um, time is running out and I downloaded that song back I, I don't know I think we had like LimeWire or something like that and <laughs> I downloaded just time is running out and I burned it onto a CD I don't know who remembers CDs <laughs> I burned time is running out on a CD and I just played that on repeat I put on my little like boom box that I had and I played that CD on repeat just time is running out over and over again and i have adhd so like it, i don't know i guess a lot of people with adhd do that where we like obsess over like one thing like especially one song it's happened to me a lot where i'll just really obsess over one song and i'll just listen to it over and over and i don't get tired of it and everyone else is like stop and i'm like no it's still amazing um and yeah, I was playing Time Is Running Out a lot and my sister was like, why do you keep playing that song? And I'm just like, it's so good. So I just, you know, played Time Is Running Out. I never got tired of it. I still don't get tired of it. It's been, what, 17 years since that song has been released? Still amazing. Um, but then I was like, okay, let me find out, you know, find out more about them. So I just, in the next music video, I, you know, searched for them on Yahoo, Yahoo Music. And the next music video of theirs I saw was the Stockholm Syndrome. And of course, another really interesting video. <laughs> I was like, what the heck is so crazy? Especially with, um, you know, the fart. Uh, <laughs> if you've seen the video, you know what I'm talking about. I think that's what it's supposed to be. Um, and then the song itself is amazing. Uh, you know, it was only my second Muse song I had ever heard, so at that time, you know, I was more familiar with other bands, so when I first heard Stockholm Syndrome, I kind of got, like, shades of, like, Silverchair and Radiohead to, like, it kind of reminded me of both those bands, but don't worry, guys, now that I, you know, much more familiar with Muse, I don't really 
listen to them and think, oh my god, this is like, they sound so much like another band. No, Muse, I think, definitely has their own sound, but all artists are influenced by something else. But when I first heard Stockholm Syndrome, it, I don't know, it just made me think of like Silverchair and Radiohead. Um, and after that, I was just like pretty much hooked, you know, and I tried to find as many songs of theirs as I could. I think this was before YouTube existed. Um, this was 2003. So I think YouTube started later in like 2000, like late 2000. I mean, yeah, 2004 or YouTube or maybe around that. Sorry, I'm thinking about Facebook. But yeah, YouTube was fairly new, I think, in 2003. So yeah, I basically searched on like the, I think LimeWire is what I had uh, to download music. So yes, um, if Muse is listening, I did illegally download your music, but don't worry, I've bought all your albums since then and box sets and I've been to nine of your shows. So I think I've kind of made up for that, hopefully. <laughs> um, because I'm just more of a, I like having the actual albums and stuff like that. So I was planning, I was always planning on buying the albums eventually, but at that time it was just like a drug for me. I'm like, I need more, I need more Muse. So yeah, I just searched as much as I could, um, you know, all the B-sides that I could. And at that time, you know, Absolution had been released. So I listened to all of Absolution, Origin of Symmetry, Showbiz, I think Color Blue too. Um, yeah, so I was pretty much hooked like after that especially I think what really like hooked me was Absolution because it had a lot of classical music elements and I love classical music I grew up listening to it um because my dad was a big is a big classical music fan so I listened to it a lot because of him and then you know, Looney Tunes. I used to watch Looney Tunes and Ren and Stimpy a lot, and they used a lot of classical music. So, and then I played, I was in the orchestra. I, um, the first instrument I played was the violin. So I was very familiar with classical music. I loved it. Um, so when I saw that they incorporated that a lot, it just really hooked me because there's not a lot of bands, especially at that time or even now that, you know, use that in their music. And you know, just don't find a lot of people nowadays who just really love and appreciate classical music. So when I meet people who do, I'm just like, yes, you're my type of person, you know, like we need to be friends. And I could tell, you know, just obviously because there was so much of that influence that, you know, it's like, this is my kind of band, you know, that they appreciate this stuff. So I was, that would definitely hook me. Um, so yeah, <laughs> just like, you know, you guys, I, you know, own all their albums, I've listened to like, you know, all their b-sides, they're amazing b-sides, they're so amazing, oh, I love them, um, like I said before, I've seen them nine times, <laughs> all in different cities, I'm trying to remember the different cities I've seen them in, so I've seen them in Phoenix, Phoenix, Tucson, San Diego, LA, some of them multiple times, uh, I saw them at Coachella, Lollapalooza, um, so that's like seven places. So I've seen them, I think, in LA twice. Yeah, so I saw them in LA twice and I think Tucson twice or Phoenix twice. No, I, Phoenix twice. So I saw them in Phoenix twice, LA twice. So I've seen them in like different states too. Um, pretty much every tour, I think. Uh, Resistance, Simulation Theory, Drones. Uh, <laughs> because 
I can't help it. If they come, I have to go see them. Every show is amazing. Uh, it's an experience. Every, every person I've met that has seen them, even like accidentally, like, oh, I was at Coachella and I happened to see Muse. They're like, oh my gosh, they're so amazing live. I'm like, I know, right? Um, in addition to owning all their albums, like I'll buy stuff where even if it's not Muse it, music, like if it's Muse related, I'll buy it. <laughs> like, I think they, uh, Enemy, the magazine, um, they released a, I think it was Enemy, I don't remember, but they released like a, an al a CD that had like Muse's favorite songs or something on it. And so, but it had, it had Muse, the Muse logo on the cover, but there was no Muse songs on it. But because Muse themselves picked those songs, I got the, that issue with that CD. Cause I was like, I have to own it cause I love them. And I, I don't know if you guys know of this uh, lullaby album, but there's a company that makes like lullaby versions of contemporary songs. And they made one of Muse. And of course I bought it <laughs> because I love Muse and my kids will probably grow up listening to Muse. So I'm like, if I can start them when they're babies, lullaby, why not? So I have the lullaby album. If you don't have the lullaby album, you should definitely buy it. I'll post a link in the show notes um, and video description. Hopefully it's still available. I got it a, a while ago, but I don't have kids. But if you have kids, buy the lullaby album immediately and... <laughs> um you know show it to them sorry if you hear that like banging it's i have i keep banging my ring into the table so sorry about that i use my, my hands when i talk <laughs> in case you're listening and not watching but um yeah so get the lullaby album it like it's so cute you need to get it if you have kids so get the lullaby album and if you have not heard of the vitamin string quartet get their muse album vitamin string quartet <laughs> telling you i love muse so i'll find all these different versions but vitamin string quartet does you know quartet versions of you know contemporary songs you know and they're all instrumental so they did a you know muse album and of course i got it because not only do i love muse but i love you know strings classical music so when i heard about that i was like okay so like a classical music uh, version of muse songs um yes please so of course i got that so Please get it if you have not as well. Um, also, before Matt Bellamy, literally, sorry I use the word literally, but it was literally probably a, a month before he was officially announced to be in Guitar Hero uh, 4. Um, I created, I had, you know, Guitar Hero 3, where you could create little avatars, and the, uh, Assassin was on it. So I love Assassin. It's one of my favorite Muse songs. <clears throat> I wish they would perform it live more often, just saying. <laughs> but I love Assassin, you know, but Muse was in the game. And I had no idea Matt was going to be in the game. I That was like a dream of mine. I wanted all of them actually to be in the game. But since they weren't in the game, I went to look the character avatar creator thing in uh, Guitar Hero. And I made all three band members. <laughs> I made Chris, Dominic, and Matt in the character creator and i had drums microphone and guitar and i recorded a video of them all playing their respective instruments um that, that was back in like 2003 so you can check out that video on the youtube channel if you're watching on youtube um if you're not watching on youtube we'll check it out later <laughs> link in the description but you can see my little video i made with them uh all the characters i made in guitar hero 
And if you notice, the clothes that I use for them, the outfits, were there. I modeled them after their outfits from the uh, the Wembley show. I, I don't remember the name of the album. Oh, H-A-A-R-P. There we go. <laughs> that was such an epic show and uh, live DVD. Oh my god, that was amazing. I love that. Oh my gosh. Ooh, sorry, this is... Uh, I love that DVD. Just that show is amazing. Um, I have the one from Absolution 2 from, I think, Glastonbury, uh, which is also awesome too. Okay, so I wanted all three band members to be in Guitar Hero. And, you know, I created all the characters. So, I, I don't know, like a month later or something, when they announced Matt that, was a, that Matt was officially going to be in the game, I... Like, my head exploded. I was like, what? Like, I wanted this so bad. And then they used the same outfit that I used, the red <laughs> the red one. <laughs> That's the same outfit that I used uh, when I created the character. So that was so interesting because I had no clue. To me, it was just a dream. But like I said, I wanted all three of them in the game. I think they all sh deserve to be in the game. But, you know, Matt was it's pretty, you know, it's still something, you know. And then they had Plug-in Baby, which is awesome. So I definitely bought the game right away. I wish I could have, you know, imported my characters, you know, my Dominic and Chris <laughs> that I made in Guitar Hero 3. I wish I could have, like, imported them onto 4. So then I could have, you know, had them all together. But, because I don't think the Guitar Hero 4 had, like, a character creator. So, yeah. Another crazy thing I did. <laughs> well, maybe it's not crazy, but... I, I love Muse. So in 2009, I believe, this this was all a while ago, so I'm sorry if my, you know, I can't really remember everything. You know, it's too, oh, it's uh, 2020 right now. So I believe it was in 2009, so 11 years ago, <laughs> I had a Muse-themed birthday party. Yeah, because I love them. <laughs> so I asked people to kind of dress up in like a... You know, it's like, how are people going to dress up in, like, you know, at a Muse-themed birthday party? What costume? So I said, you can either come as, like, a rock star or come as, like, an astronaut or a space cowboy. <laughs> and some of them actually came, you know, in those outfits. So it was awesome. I was so proud of it. So proud of it. I had it in my apartment. I made this huge Muse light-up sign. I have it somewhere in storage. And I made it with, like, Christmas lights and everything. So when it lit up, you know, it was the Muse logo. I was so proud of it because I made it from scratch. Um, so I definitely still have it in storage. You know, I put the Muse logo on a bunch of cups. <laughs> uh, we were playing Guitar Hero, mostly Muse songs. So, you know, we had to have that. You know, I had my Muse posters out. I even bought uh, the Bliss candy. <laughs> you know, for the reference, if you know Bliss, you know, there's a, a candy, a, a chocolate candy, I think from, is it Hershey's or Dove? I don't know. There's like a chocolate candy called bliss and it comes in different flavors and i bought it and i think i got three musketeers because three musketeers and trio so I, you know there, I, there's those little reference and then i got um i also gave out recess candy because they have a song called recess <laughs> so that's how much of a dork i am like i had to make sure all the candy was like they had a little muse reference so that was awesome i would love to have another uh, Muse themed birthday party, but I just need a a place to have it. Right now, I don't live in a place big enough to have a party, but I definitely want to have a Muse themed party again. But even better, if I could have a Muse themed birthday party and have Muse actually show up, I would pass out probably. Um, but it would be the best birthday gift ever, or 
if you know they probably can't play because my place would be way too small for their humongous sound <laughs> but you know music tribute band would be great um but that would just take it to the next level and then the party favors i gave out for my muslim birthday party were uh like cds that, uh, it, there were cds on all the songs on that i burned and all the songs on them were either like some of my favorite muse songs or songs that muse likes or that they kind of like worked on or something like that they were all muse related so yeah it was it was pretty cool uh, another thing I did for <laughs> Muse, <laughs> I kind of committed a petty crime for them. Um, probably shouldn't be admitted this on, admitting this on podcast, but I don't know. It's the apocalypse. Apocalypse queens. So <laughs> why not? I was living in San Diego. Maybe it's 2010. I don't remember. 2009, 2010. So I was living in San Diego and Resistance was, was about to come out. There's a bus, uh, a bench, you know, where you sit to wait for the bus. There was a bench and on the back of it where you you know where you rest your back it was a big ad for muse resistance album and i saw it and i was like i want it <laughs> i drove by and i'm like i want that whole ad it's humongous and i you know would drive around and i didn't see it anywhere else so i'm like i really want it <laughs> so i thought hmm, maybe if i call the ad company like maybe they'll give it to me but i'm like eh I, I doubt it. I doubt they would just give it to me. They would probably charge me or something. <laughs> so <laughs> I asked a friend of mine who I kind of, it's kind of a little adventurous too. So I was like, hey, would you like want to help me, you know, get this ad out of this bench? And he's like, yeah, that sounds fun. <laughs> so <laughs> I kind of knew he would say yes. So we studied the bench you know beforehand just kind of like what we what tools we would need so we could come back later and <laughs> i made a little sign to replace it it, it was so tiny it, yeah it was embarrassing i i wrote uprising lyrics on it i said we will be victorious i put that on the side <laughs> it's so tiny like it was ridiculous how tiny it was but we went at night um to you know get this Ad out of the bench <laughs> but it was a horrible location because it was right at an intersection it was like a four-way intersection so there's cars stopping there like right by the bench all the time from four different directions like oh my god it was like they're gonna see us like shoot there was like several cop cars that were stopping at the intersection I'm like shoot somebody tell them <laughs> like did somebody call the cops on us i was like no ah! so that you know made me a little bit more nervous too so when we went to the bench there was a older man sitting there and he was like waiting for the bus and i'm like shoot i thought nobody would be here because it was like later on at night and i'm like dang it so i'm trying to distract him i just like sit down next to him <laughs> and then uh, the guy's like, so when do you think the bus is coming? I'm like, oh, I don't know. I'm just, you know, I'm waiting too. And so, like, so I'm just like talking to the guy, distracting him while my friend is in the back, like unscrewing the thing so he can get the bunch, uh, the ad out of there. It's really long. And so I'm just distracting him, blah, blah, blah. And then my friend at one point, while I'm talking to the, the man, my friend's like, oh, excuse me, so we're actually just trying to take this. And then he pulls the whole thing out and we just like, start walking walking but we have the back side facing the street so people don't see it's an ad because the other side is just white 
So, you know, if I just have that facing the street, you know, if people see us walking, they'll just be like, oh, maybe it's just like an art project or some, or some like, you know, Home Depot materials from Home Depot or something like that. So we're just like walking, but it's so freaking long. Um, I'm not good at estimating height, like length. So I'm not even going to try to guess how long it was, but it was really long. So we're just like trying to make it to the car and the car, my car was not parked really close because parking there was horrible. So we had to like walk like a few blocks to get to my car. And I'm like, oh, let's try to like walk as fast as we can. So nobody sees us. We even had to at one point, like, when we were getting to my car, we had to, like, jump down. Like, we were high up somewhere, and then we had to jump down with this huge sign, like, into this little, like, alley to get to it. It was crazy. I guess because it was, like, a shortcut. Because it, if we had to go another way, it was going to be just way longer, and more people would see us. So it's like, okay, this is a shortcut. Let's jump into this, like, backyard area. <laughs> and... <clears throat> Sorry, my throat's like, ugh, so sorry. But yeah, we finally went to the car. I, you know, we pushed it in. I had a hatchback. We pushed it in, but it was so long. I had like a, a, a 99 Toyota RAV4 and we put it in the hatch, hatchback, but it was so long that I had to have it over my head. I was holding it up with one hand and driving with another because that's how long the sign was. Like it came over my head, like almost covering my eyes, but I had to put my hand up. So that's how long it was, but I got it <laughs> and I went home and I was like yay so proud I was like I have this huge muse resistance sign and then oh yeah I, yeah I left that little cheap uh we will be victorious sign on there which is horrible replacement <laughs> yeah so I took a picture of it I shared it on the muse message board and people were like oh my god that's awesome I'll pay you 20 bucks for it I was like excuse me like do you know the anxiety that I went through <laughs> to like get this and the time and you know potential arrests like that is way more it is way all of that is way much more worth much more than twenty dollars sorry i can't talk but i was like i'm not gonna give it to you for twenty dollars and you know how much shipping would be for this humongous thing no like i went through it i went through the work i'm gonna keep it okay unless i had multiple maybe i would sell it but definitely way more than twenty dollars like are you kidding me that's just an insulting offer so where is that sign now i still have it <laughs> it's in storage i have a lot of things in storage i just recently moved here um i'm in florida right now i moved from california and my place is really small so you know cross-country trip you know you can't really take that much stuff on a plane I don't have a car anymore, so most of my stuff, including a lot of my Muse memorabilia, is in California in storage. So my shirts, I don't have a lot. I only have one here. I have my Muse uh, Simulation uh, Theory baseball tee, which I love because I love all the logos in the back with the different uh, song titles. Yeah, so I did that stuff for Muse. <laughs> I've probably done a bunch of other things that I can't even think of, but yeah, I love them. and. Another reason that they mean a lot to me, but I don't, it's really hard for me to talk about it, but it's also something that happened, this probably happened earlier, I would say 2006, yeah, I was just going through a very, very hard time, and I don't want to provide detail just because, like, I can't, right now it's really hard to talk about it, but you know, dealing with, you know, mental health issues, and it's like, at the right time, the song 
Invincible came on. I was in my car and the lyrics just really just I, I know it sounds really cheesy but they just like spoke to me I guess and <clears throat> I get kind of emotional when I hear that song because <laughs> yeah it just means a lot and it helped me um that situation and I just want to thank Matt for those lyrics and all three of them just for the amazing music and I I hope I get to thank you guys in person someday um but after that I it's like I love them, you know, I love their music so much. It's helped me a lot and it's inspired a lot of creativity from me as well. Um, I even created, like, edited a Batman Begins music video with uh, using butterflies and hurricanes because, I don't know, every time I would hear that song, I felt like it was really applicable to like, Batman and I would just, like see the scenes in my head like oh this would be good here and here and here and then i just edited the video so you can watch that here on the youtube channel if you're already here um if you're listening then you know just go to the youtube channel and you can see the video there if warner brothers has not taken it down but um yeah just other things i don't really want to talk about that i that muse has inspired me to do i just when I have certain ideas and they haven't come to fruition, I don't like to talk about them because, you know, obviously I'm scared of people stealing them or something like that. Not because I think I'm, they're the most amazing ideas ever. It's just, it's just a precaution because it's happened before where people will steal ideas and then they don't give you credit. You know, I love sharing, you know, muse with people that like back in, you know, when I first discovered them in, you know, like 20, 2003, I had a, you know, my first boyfriend at the time and we love music that's something that we bonded on and i introduced him to muse i made him you know uh, i burned him a muse cd and he loved them he ended up loving them and then the next year when we were in college because we were dating senior year of high school and then um you know obviously uh next year we were in college but we weren't together anymore but we were still friends and we actually went to a not together but i went to a radio show and a local radio show in Tucson and Muse was playing and then I ran into him there with his current girlfriend at that time with his yeah new girlfriend at the time and it, it was really interesting and no it was not weird because I said we're friends so it was fine um and he's like he actually told me like I'm here because of you because you introduced me to Muse I was like oh that just like meant so much like you know, to know that you kind of had that impact on someone. I know it's not like the biggest thing ever, but it was still pretty cool because sometimes you recommend things to people and they either don't listen, you know, or it doesn't really make an impact. So the fact that he liked them that much that he wanted to go see them live, I thought that was really cool. So, you know, that was in 2004, you know, or 2005. And like, I still remember that. So I thought that was really, really cool. Um, so I, I hope... You know, now you kind of 
understand how much I love them and why I started this. And I hope you tune in to future episodes. Like I said, I'm going to try to um, have guests on here. Definitely try to share some fan art on my social media for, you know, you can find me on the the podcast at MuseCastPod on Twitter and Instagram. I also have like my main Instagram account, which is Small Town Girl Travels. So you can follow that one as well. So yeah, I want to share fan art, uh, Muse covers on each episode. So let me know. Um, and other topics that I want to go into is obviously, you know, we need to talk about all their amazing albums, uh, as well as, you know, B-sides. I feel like we don't, you know, they don't get that much attention, uh, you know, classical influences on their music, and, you know, some other, you know, random things, like, you know, who would play Muse in a biopic of their life? I have actually thought of that, and <laughs> I have some choices, so I want to share them. Um, so we have, yeah, there's going to be a lot of different things, and I hope you... Uh, tune in to those if you want to check out the vitamin string quartet album the lullaby muse album that's going to be in the description below thank you so much for listening to the first episode of the MuseCast podcast and i hope to see you next time